Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, welcome back to Tales from the Veg Patch. Returned from its mid-season break and home from holidays, see episode 11, to find a jungle of a veg patch. So, in this episode, an update on what to plant and harvest now, plus lots of recipes for your July pickings, including a cucumber and gin sorbet, yes, and a speedy strawberry and rose ice cream, which are frankly a necessity in this heat. So a bit of everything, in other words, which is just what the Veg Patch is offering up at the moment too. Please do take a moment to rate and review this episode and don't forget to check out Instagram at glutz underscore gluttony where I'll be sharing the recipes from today's show. More in show notes as well as ever. And for anyone with a bean glut, tune in next week when we'll deal with that one runner bean at a time. The Bounty of July this time of year is all about picking. The highlights of the month, beans, courgettes, cucumbers, etc., will all only keep producing harvests if you keep picking. So the more you pick, the more you get. Same with the sweet peas, which I'm picking daily at the moment and stuffing in every vase I can lay my hands on. They are everywhere and my kitchen smells like a granny's boudoir, which is lovely. Yes, there are a few things to sow, catch crops like radishes, maybe a quick final line of mange too whilst there's time. I'm also sowing some more lettuces. My current crop is still growing strong. I pick leaves around the edge of the lettuce so they keep growing rather than take the whole head. But I'm thinking ahead to September when I'll be glad of some fresh new plants to pick as the old harvest either wilts, bolts or gives in to the relentless slug attacks. The broad beans are in full swing, more of which next week as promised. But I'm watching the kale seedlings closely because once the beans are over there will be a gap and a gap is a missed opportunity. I will fill my cleared broad bean patch with kale plugs that have been bulking up in little pots for a few weeks now and are nearly ready to brave open soil. 
A good net is a must for all brassicas. The cabbage white butterflies move in flocks at this time of year and will lay their eggs on anything even remotely brassica-like, resulting in an army of caterpillars that will decimate a crop in days. There are plenty of other things to harvest now too. The beetroot is in mint condition, just the right size and not yet slug-eaten. And amazingly, the carrots have worked this year and I picked my first batch to dip, raw and unpeeled, into hummus only yesterday. If you're a potato grower, I'm not, no room, they will be ready for harvesting too now. And don't forget the edible flowers as well. Calendula and nasturtiums are all at their most beautiful and abundant this month. Most astounding of all is the broccoli harvest. In years gone by, I have been happy with little more than a single floret of broccoli. But this year, my eight plug plants all settled in beautifully and have blossomed into successful and abundant young adults that any parent would be proud of. I've never tasted broccoli so sweet as that I cut from the stem last night and steamed for supper with spinach, feta, cucumber and avocado. Whether it was the sweetness of the plant or the sweetness of the rare success, I don't know, but it made for a very happy summery salad supper. Of the more you pick, more you get crops, courgettes have to be the most prolific. Mine have been slow to get going this season, but I'm hoping they'll make up for it now the heat has set in. The yellow varieties are still on the small side, but the Defenders, a green variety I grow every year because they're so reliable, are looking promising. I'd have expected them to be cropping by now, but you can't win everything, I suppose. I noticed a bit of press lately about toxic courgettes. As ever, it's more complicated and far less scary than it sounds. From what I've read, the threat mostly comes from saved seeds. There is a very small chance that courgettes grown from saved seeds, i.e. seeds you've collected from your own harvests the previous year, dried, stored and planted the following spring, may have crossed with other varieties nearby to create a new potentially toxic hybrid. The way round this tiny risk is to buy seeds from a reputable seed company rather than save your own. And since, to be honest, saving seeds is a real faff and a lottery and only saves you a couple of quid anyway, it's no loss as far as I'm concerned. Toxicity can also occasionally be triggered by stress like underwatering or storing for too long, but toxic courgettes taste inedibly bitter, so you aren't going to get through a plateful before you realise. Drama over. What to cook with the July bounty? Broccoli. So much broccoli. Heaven. Steam, as mentioned, then toss with other greens like cucumber, avocado, peas, mange too, etc. Plus any combination of seeds, feta and lemon juice for a salad similar to Leon's signature superfood salad. Broccoli is also great on the barbecue, especially when it's starting to sprout and has a long stem, a bit like tender stem. 
cut into individual florets with a decent stem, brush with a very little bit of olive oil, then lay them straight onto the griddle over a direct heat for a couple of minutes, turning halfway. Can't beat a charred brassica. This also works brilliantly with collie shoots, cauliflower's answer to purple sprouting broccoli, but with long stemmed white florets and available at Ocado, obvs. Beetroot. Beetroot comes in a pick and mix of sweet shop colours, purple, pink, stripy, yellow, blood red and white. In my opinion, the white ones taste of virtually nothing and are worth avoiding unless you're desperate. The yellow varieties are best roasted when they become super sweet. If you're trying a beetroot tart tartan, and you should, then go for these ones. The pink stripy variety are great raw. When cooked, they lose their stripy quality and turn a kind of mucky pink, but delicious still, just not so pretty. Some ways with raw beetroot. Slice them into matchsticks, do the same with an apple, Toss together with a little mayo and perhaps some pumpkin and sunflower seeds for a delicious pink slaw. For an alternative raw slaw in a similar vein, julienne or grate young purple, pink and yellow beetroot. Toss them in a dressing of miso paste, lime juice, sesame oil and soy sauce, plus some cashews, sesame seeds and coriander leaves. This is lovely with salmon or vermicelli noodles. If I cook beetroot, it is always by roasting, never boiling. Boiling just makes it watery and tasteless, whereas roasting, either wrapped in foil, then skinned or peeled, chopped and doused in olive oil, intensifies their sweetness. All cooked beetroot likes a kick, something salty or sour or spicy to balance out the sweetness. Feta anchovies, or a quick salsa verde type affair made by blitzing parsley, capers, salt and garlic, then loosening with olive oil and perhaps a splash of vinegar. You will be encouraged, especially at this time of year, to eat the leaves of beetroot. But not by me. Yes, baby leaves of not yet formed beetroot are delicately earthy and nice in a salad. But that would mean uprooting a potential beetroot. Any bigger, and beetroot leaves are, I think, just a chewy, more slug-eaten version of chard, and will do more good on your compost bin than on your plate. Cucumber and gin sorbet. The clean, cooling qualities of cucumber make it perfect for chilled dishes and summery cocktails. Here I have combined the two to make a gin and cucumber sorbet. A kick of gin and the grassy green flavours of cucumber make this sorbet a light palate cleansing dessert for hot days. Adding glucose and alcohol, as the recipe does, means that the sorbet is soft straight from the freezer. And don't be troubled by the colour when you make the juice. It won't look like pond water once it's churned, I promise. Serves eight. Put 300 grams of caster sugar and 40 grams of liquid glucose, which you can find in a tube in the baking aisle of the supermarket, in a saucepan with 300 ml of cold water. Set the pan over a low heat until the sugar has dissolved. Don't let it boil. 
remove from the heat and add the juice of half a lemon. Juice three large cucumbers, about 600 grams in weight. If you have one, you can do this in a juicer. If not, like me, roughly chop them, then whiz in a blender to make a watery puree. Line a sieve with muslin and set it over a bowl. Then tip the puree into the sieve and leave for a few minutes so the juice drips through to the bowl below. You can gather the muslin up to form a bag and give it a gentle squeeze to encourage the last drops. Either process should result in about 500ml of juice. Mix the sugary liquid and the cucumber juice together. Add 140ml of gin and put in the fridge to chill. Once chilled, churn in an ice cream maker, then transfer to the freezer to set completely. And since we're on iced concoctions, you might like my quick strawberry ice cream. How are your strawberries? I've no room for the traditional kind, but I have a lot of alpine strawberries, which are tiny, but so intensely favoured that each one is a hit of sherbetty strawberryness. Strawberry and rose ice cream. This no-churn ice cream is a quick and easy to make dessert with the addition of roses to make it just a touch out of the ordinary. Serves 8 to 10. Hull 250 grams of strawberries and chop them in half. Put them in a blender and whiz them into a puree. Set a sieve over a bowl and tip the puree into the sieve. Press the pulp through the mesh so you are left with a seed-free sauce in the bowl. In another bowl, whisk 600ml of double cream and one tin of condensed milk, which is 397 grams, until they form soft peaks. Stir in the strawberry sauce, three tablespoons of the finest strawberry jam and four delicate drops of rose water. Check the taste and add more rose water if you need to. The flavours will be deadened when the mixture is frozen, but watch out on the rose water because too much will make it taste like cheap perfume. Not delicious. Spoon everything into a tub and pop it in the freezer to set for at least six hours, but ideally overnight. Allow to thaw for a few minutes before serving, then scoop into bowls to serve. In the heat of the day, beneath the shade of the runner bean canes, a little cup of this is a real pick-me-up, I can tell you. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.